Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. It's a third round pick that the Cowboys get for the right to give the uh, Eagles a better draft choice by two. With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the My Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. And with the 12th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Michael Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. The 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the six-time world champion New England Patriots select Mac Jones. With the 24th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Najee Harris, running back Alabama. 21 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Jason Away, linebacker Penn State. Oh, yeah, there it was. Last night, round one complete of the 2021 NFL Draft. And Eagle fans, Steeler fans, we're all happy today. We all got the guys we wanted. So it is a good way to begin this year's NFL Draft. Matt Catrillo here with you all with the producer just, chair. Just Steve, the yes, fact, yes. Just the mere, just the mere fact <laughs> that... Now, now, the fact that they traded him today didn't help you, probably. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Nothing you say today can spoil my happiness. Okay. I just want to point out that on Monday, uh, there'll be a staff meeting, and you know who's running it. <laughs> I'm used to that by now. Whatever. It's all good. You don't sound happy. All right. First of all, uh, after... And I don't care what anybody says. They blew it last year. And not only that, it's not Monday morning quarterbacking to say they blew it last year. The day after the draft last year, what did I say? The day after, they blew it. Oh, yeah. Okay? So it's not Monday morning quarterbacking when you sit there and go, ah, that's a good pick. This year, they made a phenomenal pick. And they did the right thing. They traded up. They jumped the Giants to do it. They had to trade with the Cowboys to do it. Yeah, I feel a little dirty inside, though. But I'll take uh, it. You got to do what you got to do. You have to do what you have to do. 
There's no getting around it. Okay? And they did. And so they did that, which is great. And they get Smith, which was phenomenal. Uh, and they got exactly the right guy. To me, and this is, I'll tell you, my son Dan and I were texting during the draft last night. You know, let's see. I deleted all of your texts. There, most of them made no sense. Uh, <laughs> but this is what I was, we were texting back and forth. And, um, and I said, look, uh, it's all about weapons. The NFL is a game of space. In college football, the field is essentially, maybe not perfectly, but essentially the field is divided into thirds. In the NFL, with the hash marks being exactly even with the width of the goalposts, essentially the, league, the, the, the NFL has the field nearly divided in half, right? So it's a league of space. You need weapons. So I'm texting him last night. He says, get weapons, get speed, okay? We both thought the Giants were going to get Devontae Smith. Um, and, of course, then the Eagles made the move. They got Smith. So then the Giants trade down, and they got, they got Tony from Florida. No offense, almost as good. Uh, and that, you know, they got what they needed to do. All right, they traded down, got an additional pick, and look, if you're the Bears, you have to make that pick. You have to make that trade, you have to make that pick. And somebody said, well, that was awfully expensive for the Bears. The heck with it. The two guys that made the pick? If the Bears are are not any good next year, neither one is in a job next year. So it doesn't matter who they traded. They needed the guy now. And not only that, the Bears need to draft another wide receiver to go with him tonight. They're not done. I mean, they're not done. And that's going to be critical to what they're doing here. I mean, the Bears need to get another offensive player tonight. They cannot just sit there and go, hey, let's pick an offensive lineman or a tight end. No. Okay? They need to get another wide out to go with okay, uh, Allen Robinson. The Eagles, the Eagles can now start going anywhere they want with this. Offensive line, secondary, DBs, whatever it may be. They can do whatever they want now. Because now they went out, they hit the home run in the first round. The Steelers got the guy they said they were going to get. They got him. Okay, good. Got him. Next. And that's big. Steelers got the guy they want. Now, CBS graded it as a, as a C. They graded Devontae Smith as a B plus, I think. I know that makes you angry. Uh, CBS Sports HQ, that shows. 
I, I don't I don't I don't usually give them credit. I give them with a grain of salt. You sure? Absolutely. They also said this too. Pete Prisco at CBS said who I think always has an axe to grind, says it was a mistake for the Cowboys to pick Micah Parsons. Is he serious? All right. This is how I look at the draft. All right. <laughs> Get Seriously. out of here, please. I mean, do you want to know how I look at the draft? I think I, this is how I look at the draft in the modern era. Very simply. Modern era football. First round. Unless, unless okay. Get weapons. Get as many as you can. So let's go to the fifth pick. Cincinnati Bengals. They drafted Joe Burrow first overall last year, right? They could have picked Penny Sewell to protect him. No. They did the right thing. They got Jamar Chase. They can get linemen in rounds two through six. They can get they can get two or three linemen in rounds two through six. Okay? There's one Jamar Chase. Get him. I mean, that, to me, is what it's all about. Get them. And I, that's how I, I look at it. Okay? Round one. Now let's go to the Cowboys. Why doesn't that apply to the Cowboys? Well, that's because they've already done that part of the process. Scott, they've got their running back in Elliott. They drafted C.D. Lamb. Okay, They already have Cooper. So they've they already have their foundation of quote offensive football weapons. Now they need to get a defensive player. They got Parsons. The Ravens went out, got Bateman from Minnesota. Not the guy I would have picked. I mean, I think Bateman's okay for the next level, but I think he's only okay for the next level. They could have picked up uh, the Moore kid from Mississippi would have been a great pick for them. But they picked Bateman. Now, the second pick of the first round, now you have your need pick. See how the Jets made their second pick was a need pick after Wilson? Well, same thing here with what the Ravens did. They had a need pick. Three of their top leaders in sacks exited because of free agency. So with three of your top six sack leaders exiting in free agency, they had to get somebody they felt that could pressure the quarterback. They picked Elway. And by the way, I like the Harris pick a lot for the Steelers. So I don't really... Doesn't bother me in the least. I thought it was just it was a great pick for the Steelers for what they want to do. Now the Steelers have to look. If Fryermuth is sitting there at fifty-five when they pick, go for it because he fills two needs. You need another blocker in there, and you need a tight end on the NFL scale. Talking about the NFL scale, you know anybody who makes the NFL is a heck of a player. Anybody is. I know you think most guys stink, but that's because you're, you're a bitter. You're, you're kind of a you're kind of a bitter guy. All right, but there's seven billion people in the world. Two thousand are in the NFL. Do the numbers. They're good. Okay, so that's fine. 
But now, on a relative NFL scale, the Steelers don't have very good tight ends. They need somebody that can catch the ball, Fryermuth. They need somebody who can block, Fryermuth. That's what they need. I think that would be a great pick for them. Not a good pick. Great pick for them. Same thing for the Patriots. He'd be able to stay home. I do wonder, though, if the Steelers may have to trade up to get Fryer Muth. Well, maybe. They might have to. I mean, that's fine. They might have to. And they should if they do. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if he's there, but that's the guy I'd go for. Guys, I think the Patriots could take him. But this, to me, that first round, I, I liked how the first round played. Unless you have already taken care of the, quote, football weapons, if you've taken care of that part, either in previous drafts or free agency, now you start drafting other parts of the football team. But, you know... But you have you this game is a game of space and explosion and speed. Go for it. What the Bengals did last night, I sat back and went, you know what? That's great. They get it. I know Sewell is an awesome pick. But guess what? You gotta be able to blow the lid off this thing. You can pick up other linemen in other rounds. Maybe not the level of Sewell, obviously. But, man, I think there's one Jamar Chase, and I think there are a bunch of guys out there who can play offensive line for you. And you got your guy in Devontae Smith. You were very, very happy. Not everybody is, you know, jumping up and down over a guy that's 166 pounds, but that's okay. That's your guy. Yeah. He's a heck of a player. All right. We will come back. See, the, hear the joy back in your voice. That's why I'm glad we're not doing a show tomorrow. Because, <laughs> because when they foul up tonight, <laughs> I won't have to hear about it. All right. Back with more in a moment. Brewers outlet. Let's celebrate Matt's big victory in life. Woohoo! Little Luke getting a big hug last night from Dad. Look, Daddy's in a good mood. <laughs> right? right. Already over, trying to buy number six jerseys right now. Uh, so little Luke will be decked out in his number six jersey for the season. He'll look good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Love it. All right. So let's celebrate Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Subway. It's a beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Chris from State College in Pennsylvania all the way to Dallas, Texas to America's team. What does it mean to be playing for the Cowboys? It means everything. I don't know if you guys saw my tweets last year, but I said I wanted to start how I finished. And you saw that Memphis game, 
you know, if I, once I get into AT&T AT Stadium, it's up. Well, you wore the right colors, did you know? I knew. This is where I wanted to go. <laughs> I wanted to be in blue. Message to Cowboys fans. What are they getting? You're going to get an ultimate competitor. You're going to get someone's going to get their all for this team. And, you know, me and the boy Jalen Smith and Van Der are there. Let's turn it up. We're going to make it LBU again. Well, Michael Parsons ended up in the right spot. Uh, Brent Pry and I talked about this earlier today because, obviously, as you know, I think for the most part, most narratives which are deeply entrenched, most narratives are BS. Uh, I, I am a fact-based person and fact-based person on stuff that I see, I observe. I don't. I, I think most narratives are BS. They're just like, okay, fine. When they're that entrenched, Sabango, something's not right here. Okay, there are a lot of narratives about Micah Parsons, and uh, Brent and I were talking. We're like, we we don't get it. I you have no idea. I said to Brent, I said, you have no idea how many shows I did in the last like month debunking character issues and things like that. He said, I said. He's beloved by his teammates. He works his backside off. He's really intelligent. I mean, he already has his degree. People are shocked. You remember how shocked, how shocked Merrill was when I said yesterday he already has his degree? Yeah, that's right. Right? I mean, and he's personable with everybody. And, you know, I tell the walk-on story because the walk-on story is important. You know, he's the big star. He's the big cheese. Everybody's going, oh, how's he going to be? And then he gets in there, and they find he's a great guy. And over and over again, it just, it got to be, I mean, I did it because I was wanting to make sure that, you know, A, when I'm asked to do something uh, to be on a show, I always say yes, because they want you to say yes. That's why they asked you. But number two, I was more than happy. I don't care whether it was NFL Network or some other station that covers the team to talk about Micah, because I wanted to debunk the ridiculous narrative about him that just, I sat back with, where's this coming from? I, I just, you saw when he picked up the commissioner last night, that's who Micah Parsons is, enthusiastic. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Oh, let's talk about Brewers Outlet. Matt's in a Brewers Outlet mood. Oh, yeah. Now, he would have been either way. Say the Eagles had, for the eighth straight year, botched it up. That's true. <laughs> he would have been going to Brewers Outlet just to say, okay, what do I need to forget? <laughs> but see, these cold ones will now go down smoother than ever. Okay. Now, with the Heisman Trophy winner on hand, and after hearing Merrill Reese tell us on the show point blank yesterday that he believes that Jalen Hurts is an NFL-level quarterback, and after – 38 years of broadcasting the NFL. I think Merrill knows one when he sees one. How about that for an evaluation? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm feeling good. Yeah. So let's go to Brewers Outlet. Celebrate! Imports, domestics, microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Hey, maybe you like wine coolers. Hey, you gotta stay hydrated. Lots of water. Okay? I know before the 
the suit staff meetings on Monday, I always like to have a gallon of water. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Why is that? In the middle of the meeting, I can get up and leave. All right, so uh, <laughs> it's all part of the plan. I-T, that spells suit da. <laughs> I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> right? Hey, they have plenty of snacks. A lot. Of, in fact, you know what? You're going to watch the draft tonight. You're going to want a snack. It's a lousy day out today, right? Is it lousy there? It's lousy here. Uh, actually, it's been, I'll call it overcast, is somewhat partly oh, it's, it's, sunny. It, it, it has been raining here. It's been windy. Yeah, right? depends on where you are. So I'm going to have some beverages and some snacks from Brewers tonight, all right? And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And don't forget, with all this warm weather we've had, now today's the exception, six great flavors of slushies. Yeah. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and somebody at the Beverage Supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. You can go over the lot, start dreaming, and guess what? They have a sales staff that can make the dreams come true. Pretty cool, huh? Sunbury Motors. Okay. Uh, Next half hour, I want to talk about the interesting pick of Trey Lance by the 49ers. It's interesting at a couple different levels uh, because Lance is walking into a situation that is not normal compared to the other highly drafted quarterbacks. But first we want to talk about the Kentucky Derby. Yes, believe it or not, this is April 30th. Tomorrow, May 1st. I know that Sue thought it was April 31st. But it's <laughs> tomorrow's May 1st. April 31st. They're 31 days of May, right? Yes. They're 31 in April. No. What? This is how our staff meetings start. I mean, you know. Usually, yes. F-O-U-L-E-D. That spells Falda. 31 days in February. No. 30? No. 29? Sometimes. 28? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. What else is on the agenda besides how many days in the month? Does he scare you as much as he scares me? <laughs> All right. So, with that, we bring in the great man himself, Dick Girardi. DJ, welcome. Steve. Sir. How are you, sir? I'm well. It is great to have you with us, as always. And now we get to talk about something in a traditional spot. Yeah, what's up with a May Kentucky Derby? I, you know, I'm, I'm used to September. Right? I mean, I'm, confu- I'm confused. I thought I'd settled in pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight months after the last Derby, we'll try to do it again. Try to do it again. Uh, I want to start with a horse that's not there. You know, this you know, like any sport, injuries do happen. Bob Baffert had a horse that looked like it was on track to do some big things this year, uh, and I, you know, in it. I, I think it would have put a little extra spark into the race because of it. Yeah, life is good was the horse. Uh, he looked like the next American Pharaoh. Justify, you know, take your pick of all the good recent Baffert horses. Of course, he won it again last year. Uh, authentic. So yeah, I, Steve, I, I, I know I told you about him during the season. And I was really excited. He looked like he had a chance, not just to win the Derby, maybe to win them all. But then he had a minor ankle problem. 
yeah, maybe six weeks ago now. He's since done a surgery. It was kind of a minor thing. He's already back at the – I don't think he's on the track yet, but he's walking. So he'll be back in the summer, but unfortunately he's got to be out there on the triple crown. So the favorite is essential quality, the gray horse. Uh, the gray colt uh, by Tappet. Uh, this is a Brad Cox trained horse. Uh, Louis Size is going to be aboard. A what are your thoughts on this horse? It hasn't lost yet. Yeah, can't say anything bad about him for the reason you just cited, Steve. Undefeated. Uh, he's by Tappet, who's the superstar sire of, of uh, the last 15, 20 years in, in North America. And he's ridden by Louis Size. And if that name sounds familiar, it should. He's the guy who rode Maxim Security, who was the Derby winner for 20 minutes. <laughs> two years ago. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be nice redemption for him. And Brad Cox has been – if you just said, who is Brad Cox to be five years ago, I said I've never heard of him. But in the last five years, he's become one of the major players in the game. He won four Breeders' Cup races last year at Keeneland in November and then was the Cups Award winner as the uh, top trainer in the country. This is his first starter in the Derby, uh, and he has the favorite. He's also got another horse in the race called Mandaloon. who's not without any chance. So, yeah, Brad Cox is uh, hes going to win a Derby, whether it's going to be this year or not, I don't know. But he's getting all these good horses, so it's just a matter of time. And they've built the horse up. I mean, you know, the horse uh, in the three races it ran in the fall went from six furlongs to a mile and 16th, mile and 16th. Now here we get to the spring. And or you know late winter spring mile and sixteenth mile and an eighth so he's at least he has been building the horse up to a mile and a quarter yeah no doubt little by little each race is getting a little better and as you said going a little longer to get ready for the the mile and a quarter uh, on Saturday all right so now when you get to this there are very few single digit odds on this board very few. Uh, so of the single-digit ones after Essential Quality, like Rock Your World and Known Agenda and uh, Hot Rod Charlie, I mean, who looks decent in that group? Yeah, of that group, I like Hot Rod Charlie the best. Uh, I'm a big fan of his trainer, Doug O'Neill. And you'll remember, Steve, he won it in 2012 with yeah. Ahab and Other and then in 16 with Nyquist. So he's not uh, – he has a pretty good sense of what it takes. I thought of all the last race workouts prior to the Derby, his was easily the best last Saturday. And it's one of the cool things. Now, you, we wouldn't just be able to see them unless you actually were at the racetrack. Uh, this happened at Santa Anita last Saturday, and, and you get to watch the videos now. So it was tremendous. He just missed beating Essential Quality in the Breeders' Cup last year. And I think he's – it just – I think maybe he's progressed a little more than essential quality from six months ago. Well, obviously, we're going to know more uh, late Saturday afternoon, but that's kind of my sense of it. And one of the reasons there's only these four single-digit odds horses, I don't know if you heard this story yet, but so essential quality is the favorite. It's just a question of you know, how big of a favorite he's going to be. So my man, Mattress Mac, uh, Jim McInvale, <laughs> the, the, the mattress guy from Houston, right? Yep. He's always got these great promotions. You remember he bet, like, I don't know, how many million dollars on Tampa Bay right. to win the Super Bowl. And then I think he bet a bunch on Houston the year they lost to Washington in the World Series. But his, what he does, he puts all these mattresses on sale this week for some insane amount of money, like $3,000. I don't know what kind of mattress is worth $3,000. But, and they're free if Essential Quality wins the race. <laughs> and and he, he, he obviously he doesn't want to have the give all these mattresses away so the, what he's doing is it's basically all right if essential quality wins the race he's going to win a few million and be able to pay back however much how many free mattresses to give it out 
right. it's a hell of a promotion. <laughs> and that's why this horse's price is going to come down. Because even on Kentucky Derby Day, you start betting two, three, four million to win on a horse, that price is coming down. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give the guy credit. <laughs> he comes He's up got with, some heart. He's got some toughness about him. He's got some toughness about him and some coin. All right. Yeah, <laughs> and he, you like this? He had a horse that won the Breeders' Cup Sprint a few years ago, and now he's a stallion. You love this horse's name, Run Happy. That's, <laughs> That's who he is. Run Happy. All right, Rock Your World is five to one, but Rock Your World doesn't have. A resume. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the sports analogy you and I have talked about. This is the talent versus experience, right? Yeah. So the talent is clear, uh, but three races, two of them on grass. He's only raced on dirt once, right. and he got loose on the lead in the Santa Anita Derby. It was a perfect circumstance. Now he ran great. He looks like he's got a huge upside to him. But yes, you are really. If, if you're throwing a lot of money at Rock Your World, you may get your world rock. <laughs> it's, it's got. It's just one of those. You know, you're just not sure. Like essential quality, you, you really feel comfortable that he's going to run. You know whether he's going to win or not. The other question. Right. But he's going to give you an effort. Rock Your World could win by five or be twelve. Right. I'm not sure I want to get involved in something like that if I can help. It. And that and the, almost the same thing with known agenda. Known agenda is six to one. That's the Todd Pletcher's horse. Okay, Ortiz is going to be aboard, but he doesn't have a, what you call a lot to go by <laughs> in terms of watching him. Yeah, he, he was he was just a horse a couple months ago, Steve. They were just trying to figure out, and then they outfitted him with a set of blinkers, and he won by eleven lengths, and then he came back to win the Florida Derby. Right. Yeah, you know, Todd obviously. Is won a couple derbies, and he's regularly represented by a lot of horses. It looked like he wasn't going to have a single horse in the race. Now, all of a sudden, he has four. He won the Florida Derby. He won the Wood Memorial with a 72-to-1 shot uh, <laughs> with my man Kendrick Carmouche, who's like one of the great jockeys yeah. in the history of parks down here where I live. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's... Uh, Todd has got so he's got four out of the twenty. He's got twenty percent, but he doesn't have any note agendas on paper at least his best of the four. Right. All right, so the double digit ones now. Where yep. where the potential is there to make some cash. Yes, sir. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm talking your language now. Yes, sir. You are. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah. So I'm gonna. I like Hot Rod Charlie. He's my. He's actually my pick to win the race. Right. Midnight Bourbon. I don't know what's up with these bourbon horses. We have Scorponic is the twenty, <laughs> and Midnight Bourbon, and we're in Kentucky, so you figure it out. Um, this horse ran second to, uh, to uh, Hot Rod Charlie, the Louisiana Derby. Right. And I thought a good second. And, He's trained by Steve Asmussen, and Mike Smith is riding. That's a pretty good combination right there. And Steve, later on this year, is going to set the record for most wins uh, by a trainer in horse racing history. And he's only in his mid-50s. He's not only going to set it, he's going to get it to a number where nobody's ever going to catch it. Right. Uh, and he's won every big race there is. The Preakness, the Belmont, the Praetor's Cup. He's had horses this year. Rachel Alexandra, uh, Gunrunner, Curlin. The only race he hasn't won is the only race everybody wants to win. So right. maybe it's going to be his time. 
Well, and, and the Louisiana Derby is usually an interesting test because that's a mile and three sixteenths. So it does give you at least a clo- it gets you closer to the mile and a quarter. Yeah, they just they just started that. It used to be a mile and eighth, and they just I'm not exactly sure why they did that. That's the freakness distance, but yeah, you're yeah. right. It's, they're going farther, so yeah, technically you would think it's only 110 yards shorter than the Derby distance. So yeah, you would think horses that run well in that are going to be able to compete at a mile and a quarter. Okay, uh, back to essential quality for a moment. Starting in 14 because of the traffic pattern. Uh, I think you usually like that spot, don't you? I do. I'm a big fan. Now, keep in mind that that starting gate thing has changed. Remember we always had those two starting gates, 14, 16 auxiliary gate. Last year they started, they have one 20-horse starting gate. So I don't know that we know if if it means as much as it used to. But having said that, last year Authentic was a high number, as was Tis the Law. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, but I generally like the higher numbers because you have less chance of getting involved in the, in the uh, chaos, uh, say from post positions 1 to 10, where if they start banging around, you don't want to be in the middle of that mess. Well, there's there's another element, too, that you and I have talked about, you know, <laughs> privately, publicly, whatever. It's, there's, it's a 20-horse field, and people are entering just to say they're in the Kentucky Derby, and they're just taking up spots uh, that really have no chance of winning this thing. Correct. I mean, and, you know, and they're scattered all over the place on this board here. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been advocating for years. Well, I've advocated a couple of things. One, limit it to 14 get rid of these, you know, these horses that have no chance of just getting away. They're not going to do that because Churchill Downs makes too much money from <laughs> seats and everything for these other six. That's not going to happen. The other thing is, all right, why don't we do it like the NCAA tournament? If you've had a really good year, um, you're like a one seed, right? And, and unlike this year, you get you get to play nearer home. It's kind of an advantage. Well, I think the horses that have accumulated the most points and won races like the Bluegrass and the Wood Memorial, I think they're, they should get to pick post positions first. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the other ones can come in later on. Uh, just give them a little bit of an advantage. Oaks is uh, also going to be run, and we, you know, and I don't want to leave that out because that's that's another that's another great race. I mean, I think I, I believe Malathat's the current favorite. I think. And yeah, now that's, that's Todd Pletcher and Johnny B. Yeah. Uh, Malice at the 10, undefeated in four starts. I am not only going to try to beat her, Steve, I'm going to try to beat her with a 20 to 1 shot. Whoa. I'm going to give all your listeners Maracuja yeah. in the Oaks tomorrow. Number two, yeah. that will go off at 551. And if she wins it, you'll be able to hear me from State College. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, what? It's only one. What ran the Gazelle Stakes at Aqueduct? I think. Yeah, ran second, and, yeah. and my man Kendrick Carmouche is riding, and he has assured me this horse is going to run way better than a, than she looks. And I said, my man, I need to hear no more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, travel. Uh, by the way, travel columns at three to one uh, in, in for the Oaks. So let's do this in two stages. Let's start with Oaks. Uh, we already know how how you want to play the the first horse, but how you want to play the the other ones. Yeah, I'm probably going to use um, search results, the 12, who actually beat Maracuja. Um, and it's also undefeated, Chad Brown, Arad Ortiz. Uh, that's the other horse they like. I'm going to try to beat Malathad. I just don't know that she's fast enough. Um, so I'm going to try to get her off the ticket. All right, so now let's let's go to the Derby Day. So how do you want to play that when it comes time, you know, to, to put yeah, down the numbers? I- 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to play the high ride Charlie to win. I'll probably yep. also have that Oaks, that Oaks Derby double. If that hits, that'll be a really nice number. Uh, you got to you got to have both of them. And and with Hot Rod Charlie, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll certainly use Essential Quality. I got nothing against him. I think this horse King Fury is named after Tyson Fury. Has a chance to hit the board yep. at twenty to one. I think he's the sixteen. And I also think Midnight Bourbon has a shot. The horse was second to Hot Rod Charlie in Louisiana. So something like a, a nine, ten, sixteen, only kind of trifecta you see in the dirt. All right. So very quickly uh, on the on the basketball front, uh, yeah. and just a, a just a general question. Obviously, we know that people can transfer. <laughs> we've, we've we've seen it firsthand here yeah. in, in recent yeah. in recent weeks. How did the NCAA lose control of this? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I, look, I think all of this was done with the players in mind to give them some more options and opportunities, and it's just evolved into this chaotic transfer portal that I guess nobody really envisioned. And you have that, Steve, along with the pandemic and the fact that guys get extra. It's just turned into total chaos. <laughs> uh, and it's the game, the giant game of musical chairs, and in the end of it, some teams are going to be left without chairs filled, and unfortunately some players are going to be left without a chair to be able to sit it. Uh, so I'm, I'm just hoping, you know, certainly all the, all the Penn State guys that have gone are, are heading out, all the best of them in, in their new spots, all yep. the best of the new guys coming in. You just hope that all the players get a, get in this place where, where they're happy. I mean, and and I'm, I'm afraid some of them and some teams, too, are just going to be in a spot where they're not going to be happy with that, with the final result. What does it mean to Micah Shrewsbury and his staff that John Hare and Seth Lundy were both that said yes to coming back? Huge, yeah. I mean, look, Seth has got the highest ceiling, obviously, of anybody in the program. And John is the program. Uh, you know, he is the, he's the guy that you do, the foundation of everything. Anybody that watched the team last year know what uh, knows what he meant to uh, how that team played and yeah, I think he's. I, I think he he made a lifetime decision to come back to Penn State, and I think it was a really smart one. And John's obviously a really smart guy, uh, and the fact he's going to be beloved, one of the most beloved athletes in it, in Penn State history uh, when he's finished, and for all the, all the right reasons. Sir, appreciate it very much. I'll be listening for the uh, for the scream tomorrow when uh, the Oaks is run. There you go. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.